let's go ahead and get started. I want to go straight to the Word. We're going to go to Exodus chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 10 through 14. This is from the NIV translation. Give you a little bit of time to get there, but not much. Like I said, I've got to get this going. Got to dunk some people today. One of them's a teenager. We're going to leave her under there a little longer. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Somebody say amen when you get there. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. As Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up, and there were the Egyptians marching after them. They were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there, are, there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone. Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. Moses answered the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need not only but to be still. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I praise you. I love you so much. Thank you for this congregation. God, thank you for the people that you've put around myself and leadership and my family. And God, just I can't thank you enough for, for just that family atmosphere that we have. God, because I need everybody in this room to understand today that if you're a part of this church, you're a part of a family. And I truly mean that. Just because it says Christian Warriors Church, this is a family church. It's your family, God. You're the Father. I just ask that you continue to grow this church and bless this church your way. God, spiritually, I want this church to be the strongest that you've ever put together. I have no problem saying that. It's the vision you gave me, and I'm going to stand bold in that. God, I just ask that in this moment that you anoint me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet, that you take all pride, selfishness, anger. God, take all that away from me and replace it with nothing but you today, God, nothing but your boldness, your joy, your love, your peace, so I can give the word that you have prepared for me to give today. God, make sure I get out of the way. This is your word. I praise you and I love you. Help us to love, help us to laugh, help us to forgive. Amen. Amen. All right. So last week we discussed leaving our worries and troubles at God's feet. Uh, for those of you that weren't here last week, we literally invited God into the room, which we do every Sunday, by the way. Don't just think we did it last Sunday. We do it every single Sunday. But we had a chair sitting here. God was literally here. We wrote down the issues that we were dealing with, the thing that was keeping us up at night, the thing that was taking us away from our family time and so forth that was distracting us, and we literally left it at his feet. So we're going to follow it up this week, and we're going to follow it up with what you do after that. Shame on me for not realizing that's what we needed to preach on today. It was literally God that threw it in my face on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, I receive a text from a good friend of mine, Mr. Heath Littlejohn, and I knew he'd, he'd love this because he sent me a text about Exodus 14, 14. What he didn't know is God was already working on me at that point in time with that exact same story with Moses taking the Israelites out of Egypt. I love how God works. I love how God works. 
confirmation, it just piles on. I just, I love it. And he knows I need it, so I'm, I'm glad he gives it to me. But today, today's message, be still, okay? So you leave it at his feet, then what do you do? You be still. You be still. You leave it there, and you be still. I want to tell you guys a, a quick story. Amanda and I, this has been ah, a few years back. We took an anniversary trip to, uh, I believe it was, it was Dallas. It was Dallas. And we stayed at this really nice resort. And Amanda booked us a couple's massage. Well, I'm not, okay, just because I ride unicorns doesn't mean I get massages all the time, right? It's very seldom that I get a massage, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a manly man, right? So, um, so anyway, we go, we go to this resort. We get checked in. We go get our massage. And I'm walking in, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried at the time because I'm like, you know, Amanda booked it. She already paid for it, and she, she may not even know, know what it cost. You know, sometimes our wives do that, right? Like, has that ever happened to any of you other men? Amen? Yeah. Like, like you know, they'll schedule something, and the whole time I'm like, oh, good Lord, what's that going to cost me? So anyway, we get there, and we get back in the back and so forth, and uh, we get all laid out, and we're sitting there next to each other, and, you know, it's a great moment, anniversary, so forth, and lady starts to work on my back, and she's like, man, you are really tensed and stressed in your back. And I peeked around at her, and I said, yeah, when I walked in, I saw your brochure, and I picked it up, and I saw what this thing's costing me. <laughs> we live in a stressful world, guys. We live in a, war, in, a, in a world that has, we talked about this last week, that has conditioned us to worry and to stress. This is something that I, I do understand, but we've got to get past these things, guys. Okay, here's the thing. Even though you worry about certain things, leaving at his feet is the hardest thing to do. It's not taking it to him. Taking it to his feet is pretty easy. It's leaving it there. The reason why that is is we don't trust God to take care of it. That's the, honest, that's the honest truth, guys. If you trusted him to take care of it, you'd leave it there. You'd never go back. There are four points that you need to know and understand before you can successfully be still and allow God to take control of the situation that you have left at his feet. I want to go to point number one. We need to know that God is still in control. We have to be reminded of that, and it's a shame that we have to. I want to go to Isaiah chapter 45, verses 5 through 6. I am the Lord. There is no other God. I have equipped you for battle, though you don't even know me. So all the world from east to west will know there is no other God. I am the Lord, and there is no other. You know what's funny about this is he says, I am the Lord, and that's one time. There is no other God. There's two times. I have equipped you for battle. We'll know there is no other God. That's three times. I am the Lord four times. In two verses, he has to tell us four times that he is the Lord. This shows me that in biblical time, they had a hard time leaving stuff at his feet too. So don't feel too bad, but our job is to strive for perfection as strong Christian warriors. Amen? It doesn't mean we're not going to slip up. It doesn't mean we're going to make mistakes. Trust me, your pastor made one or two this past week. Okay, Guys, we're going to do that. But the thing is, we've got to continue to strive for that perfection. Okay, 
I want to go exactly, almost exactly, one chapter over to Isaiah 46, 9 through 10. Remember the former things, those of long ago. I am God, and there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. Here's what gives me peace, guys. Even in the uncertain times that we live in today, not only in our country but in our world, I know who is still on the throne. It gives me peace to know that all I have to do is to do all I can and then allow God to do the rest. Let's go on to point number two. Jesus is still the answer. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I want you to notice Jesus is saying what he's saying in this verse is, I am the only way to the Father. I am the only truth about my Father. And I am the only way you will have eternal life with my Father. If you don't know Jesus, you don't know the Father. Jesus is still the answer. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He is the answer, guys. So, so far, (laughs) it's funny, I just remember this. Okay, last year when the coronavirus hit, we had to shut the, the, the stores down, and, and I, was, I was unemployed. For, for six weeks, I was unemployed. And I remember having a conversation with a guy outside of my home. And he's like, man, what is the answer to all of this? What is the answer to fix the coronavirus and the pandemic and the financial issues that this is going to cause and so forth? And I looked him right in the face, and I said, Jesus. Back in November when the election was going on, and, and that was another thing. Somebody else would ask the same question. A lot of people that would ask this question. Micah, what is your thoughts on that? What's the answer for our country? Jesus. Guys, Jesus is the answer. Because of him, we can leave it at his feet and be still. The world is completely screwed up. It's a mess. I think we can all agree with that, right? I see some heads nodding like y'all agree with me on this. But I want you to look and see what Jesus says about the world. John chapter 16, verse 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. So yeah, the world's messed up. The world's messed us up. I was just having this conversation not too long ago. There's so many things that will come in and distract you that the world throws your way. But what I love about our Jesus, he's telling us, be courageous. I've already done, I've already conquered that. That's nothing for you guys. Jesus tells us in the book of John that we will do even greater things than him while we're on this earth because he left the Holy Spirit with us. He tells us that 
He conquered the world. We can do more than that. I need y'all to be that bold when you're handling these types of situations. Be courageous. Jesus is telling you right here, I've conquered it. Be courageous. You can do better. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I just want you to think this in your mind. How many of you sitting in your seat right now believe that you can conquer the world? That's hard to think about. Mikey, I know you would. I mean, I know that. But guys, like, really, I know how hard that is. I know how hard it is to put yourself on another level. And a lot of times you think, well, man, that's being a little selfish, right? No, it's not. Jesus gave you that authority. He wants you to take over the world and build his kingdom. Your world can be your home. Your world can be your job. Your world can be the pew you're sitting in right now. Take it over and build the kingdom. Amen? Point number three. Satan is still very real. I'm going to go to 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Be serious. Be alert. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for anyone he can devour. Guys, Satan's real. There's a lot of people that will tell you that he's not. There's a lot of denominations that will tell you that he's not. I'm here to tell you, I know he's real. I've seen, I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen him. I've seen people that are so corrupt and that are so evil and care nothing but about themselves that I can literally see Satan in them. See, that's what a lot of people don't understand. They think that Satan's going to walk up to you with a pitchfork and horns and he's red and whatever else, right? Guys, I'm here to tell you he's a beautiful angel. There can be something beautiful that attacks you, and you won't even know what hits you. Satan is real. Be prepared, be serious, and be alert. Fathers, you better take this extremely serious, and you better be on your game, because obviously we've talked about this before, but he's going to attack your home. And I want you to notice that it says he's looking for anyone. Okay, You may be on your game. As a husband, as a father, as a parent, as a mother, as a wife, you may be on your game, but he'll go attack somebody else and get to you that way. Be prepared, be alert, and know that he is very real. It's not just your home that Satan's trying to attack, guys. It's your job, it's the schools, it's our courthouses, our medical clinics, and our churches. And heck, even our highways. I just spent the last week in Dallas. I have never seen Satan <laughs> more than I did on 635 in a blue BMW in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> I mean, I, I truly mean that. Like, I, I saw him. And actually, I didn't see him. The windows were so tinted I couldn't see him. But you can't convince me otherwise. That was Satan driving that BMW, I promise you. <laughs> Satan's everywhere, guys. I mean, he is everywhere. Every corner you turn around, he's there. Which brings me to the fourth point and final point. Satan is still defeated. Yeah, he's around every corner, but he's a coward. That's why he's around the corner. He's not going to come talk to you to your face. He's going to sneak up behind your back. 
He's going to get someone else, like it said, anyone. He's going to get somebody else to come attack you because he's a coward and he's defeated. If you're a child of God, you are not to fear Satan. He's not a roaring lion. He's a small kitten. Amen? Like, seriously, why do we worry about him? He is defeated. John, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 4. You are of God, little children. He's talking to y'all. He talks to me. He's like, you are of God, big children. You know what I'm saying? But he's talking. No, I'm kidding. He's talking to all of us. Little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I want you to notice something. If you notice right here, because he, this he is capitalized, right? That's because that's big boy. That's Jesus. That's God, right? Like that's, that's the man, okay? And then you see, you see this he? That, that's that kitten I was talking about, okay? What we have in us is so much better than what the world has. He's a defeated foe, guys. So whenever you lay something at his feet, whenever you knock Satan on that mat, like I talked about last week, guys, leave him there. Walk away. Amen. Let's see. He gets it. He gets it. You leave him there and you let God handle him from there. He's a defeated foe. Quit picking him back up. I don't want you to go back to Lazarus' tomb like we talked about last week. I want you to look at Satan and look him right in the eye. And I want you to tell him, this is what I want you to tell him, guys. The next time Satan comes to you, you've knocked him down, right? And, and, and he's, he's fixing to get back up off the mat. I want you to look him right in the eye. And I want you to tell him, I want you to say, my name's not Kyle. My name's not Paula. My name's not Bojo. My name's not Mason. My name's not Don. My name's not Mikey. You can call me Lazarus. Because God's raised me from the dead. I've walked out of that tomb and I left in bandages back there with you. And I'm not going back in there. Y'all tell him that. Tell him to call you Lazarus. Because I promise you, when Lazarus walked out of that tomb, he didn't have a band-aid left on him. Amen? He left it all back there. And he was still. Leave it at his feet and let him do the work. I have a weakness, and that weakness is vehicles. The only thing I know how to do on any vehicle is, is change a flat tire. I don't know how to change mold. I don't know how to do those things. Y'all can look at me and say, well, you're like, Michael, you're from Cass County. You should know how to do all that stuff. Here's the thing, guys. When I have car trouble, I call my boy Dustin Martin back here in the back. That's my car guy, right? Dustin's my guy. Like, Dustin knows everything about vehicles. When you're struggling with something, why not leave it with the professional? Why do you go pick it back up and try to fix it? Jesus is the professional. Leave it with him. Don't try to fix it yourself. Man, if I tried to fix my car. Leave it with Jesus, guys. 
you still have to do your part. This is very important. Very important. Don't just sit back and be a lazy Christian, guys. I need y'all to understand when I say leave it at his feet, that doesn't mean, you know, okay, God, I need this fixed. And, and then just walk away. And, and he's like, but I need you to do this. No, no, God, you got it. You got it. But Micah, I need you, I need you to go take care. No, God, you got it. Like you, I'm going to leave this at your feet. Don't be a lazy Christian, guys. Your job is to handle the possible. His job is to handle the impossible. I want to I talk about, well, I'll give you an example that I just thought of. At the beginning, we were reading about Moses, right? And, and, and the Israelites, and he's bringing them out. And when Moses was talking to the Israelites, he was telling them, watch this, God's fixing to work. And you know, right after that, that's when God parted the seas. Now, here's the cool thing about it. Moses was asking him, get us out of this situation. They were screaming at God, the Israelites, get us out of this situation and help us. And he parted the seas. But you know what? They still had to walk through it. You can't just sit there. You still got to do a little work. So when I say be still and leave it at his feet, you leave what you absolutely cannot handle there. You try to handle all you can, guys. And you'll reach a point, you'll know, when you can't take it anymore. We all know that point. That's when you leave it at his feet. That's when you leave it to him. Again, take care of the possible. Leave him the impossible. I want to tell you a real quick story. Most, mostly everybody in here knows this, but Joshua, everybody knows it. Most of y'all know I, I love Joshua. That's my boy in the Old Testament. Like, that's, that's my boy. Like, if I could be anybody, I won't be Joshua. Okay, so Joshua, y'all heard the stories of Joshua and, and Jericho, okay, where the walls came crumbling down, right? Okay, so God tells Joshua to march around the town seven times, deadly silent, nothing else, no words, no sound, no nothing. And then on the seventh day, you will blast the trumpets on the seventh time around, and I'll take care of everything. Well, what I wanted to show you guys is this. Let's go ahead and pop that up here, Nick. I thought this was really cool. Okay, this is, this is the walls. Uh, at Jericho. Wasn't one wall. I learned this. This is really cool. Y'all gonna get a history lesson here, okay? You had one wall. It's 15 feet tall. Then you had what they called a mud wall, 26 feet tall. Then you go up 70 feet from here. Well, actually not 70. You go to here, and then you got another 26 foot wall. From, from start to finish, where you would start, to the top of that wall is at least 70 feet. I've been studying on this and I was reading an article and General Patton talked about the walls of Jericho. And he said it would be physically, humanly impossible to penetrate that wall. No matter how many soldiers you had at that point in time, because you got to think, guys, they didn't have nukes back then, right? You can't just drop a bomb, blow up a wall. It's not how it worked back then. Everybody was on foot. You had swords, you had horses, you had, you know, bows and arrows, and, and you got to go through these walls. It was physically impossible, and Joshua knew that, and it was a problem. So Joshua goes to God. He says, God, I've marched here. You told me to go to Jericho. I've marched here. I've taken all the people here. We're here. We're ready to take this town over like you want us to do, but I can't get past these walls. See? Perfect point, guys. Joshua did the possible and then left the walls 
to God because it was impossible. Most of you know the story. The walls came crumbling down. Joshua took the town. Perfect story, guys. And that's another thing. God didn't let those walls come crumbling down and kill everybody. They still had to go in and fight the battle. You still have to fight those battles, too. But when you come across something that's just impossible, when you come across those Jericho walls, 70 feet, give it to God. Amen? Lost my place. There it is. I want you to remember back at John chapter 16, Jesus told us to be courageous because he had conquered the world. And he'd already done it just for us. Guys, that's a promise that Jesus gave us. In John chapter 16, he's giving us a promise that there's nothing to worry about. I have conquered, thank you, Nick. I've conquered the world, guys. I've conquered the world. That's a promise. When you read something like this in the Bible, guys, this isn't just ancient history. This is him speaking to you. That's in red. That's Jesus speaking to you. He is promising you that he has conquered the world and you can handle it. Grab a pen and paper. I want y'all write this down. Have a drink of my manly refreshment. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> so bangs, right? I was telling somebody, I was telling Z, it was Z earlier today, I was like, you know, as, as a pastor, some pastors have perks, okay? You know, some of them, you know, some of them get paid a lot of money. I didn't get that perk. I'm just saying I didn't get that perk. Some of them, you know, their, their congregation will, will, will uh, pay for a vacation. <laughs> I'm just saying what some of them get. That's all I'm saying, okay? But, but if I, get, I, get, I get bangs. See? I'm going to tell you all real quick. This morning I, I walked out to my car to go to come to church. There was a bang sitting outside of my car, a rainbow unicorn. So I get here, Miss Tracy walks in, she hands me another rainbow unicorn. Bojo gave me another one. I'm going to be fired up by lunchtime. No, I'm kidding. I'm limited to one a day. My wife is like, just one, just one a day. All right, guys, I gave you plenty of time. Stick it up there, Nick. God's promise is a pillow. Rest on it. Be still. He promised you guys, he's got this. Leave it at his feet and be still. Quit picking it back up, guys. Amen.